It was said that a new person had appeared on the seafront, a lady with a little dog. Dmitry Gurov, who had by then been a fortnight at Yalta, and so was fairly at home there, had begun to take an interest in new arrivals. Sitting in Vernay's pavilion, he saw walking on the seafront a fair-haired young lady of medium height wearing a beret. White Pomeranian dog was running behind her. And afterwards he met her in the public gardens and in the square several times a day. She was walking alone, always wearing the same beret, and always with the same white dog. No one knew who she was, and everyone called her simply the lady with the dog. If she is here alone, without a husband or friends, it wouldn't be amiss to make her acquaintance, Gurov reflected. He was a man under forty, but he had a daughter already twelve years old and two sons at school. He had been married young, when he was a student in his second year, and by now his wife seemed half as old again as he. She was a tall woman with dark eyebrows, staid and dignified. And as she said of herself, intellectual, she read great deal, used phonetic spelling, called her husband Dimitri, and he secretly considered her unintelligent and inelegant. He was afraid of her and didn't like to be at home. He had begun being unfaithful to her long ago, had been unfaithful to her often, and probably on that account almost always spoke ill of women, and when they were talked about in his presence, used to call them the lower race. It seemed to him that he had been so schooled by bitter experience that he might call them what he liked, and yet he couldn't get on for two days together without the lower race. In the society of men he was bored and not himself. With men he was cold and uncommunicative, but when he was in the company of women he felt free and knew what to say to them and how to, to behave. And he was at ease with them, even when he was silent. In his appearance, in his whole nature, there was something attractive and elusive which allured women and disposed them in his favor. He knew that, and some force seemed to draw him to, to them. Experience often repeated, truly bitter experience, had taught him long ago that with decent people, especially Moscow people, always slow to move and irresolute, every intimacy which at first so agreeably diversifies life and appears light and charming adventure, inevitably grows into a regular problem of extreme intricacy, and in the long run the situation becomes unbearable. But at every fresh meeting with an interesting woman this experience seemed to slip out of his memory, and he was eager for life, and everything seemed simple and amusing. One evening he was dining in the gardens, and the lady in the beret came up slowly to take the next table. Her expression, her dress, and the way she did her hair told him that she was a lady, that she was married, that she was in Yalta for the first time, and alone, and that she was dull there. The stories told of the immorality in such places as Yalta are to the great extent untrue, he despised them, and knew that such stories were for the most part made up by persons who would themselves have been glad to sin if they had been able. 
But when the lady sat down at the next table, three paces from him, he remembered the tales of easy conquests, of trips to the mountains, and the tempering thought of a swift, fleeting love affair. A romance with an unknown woman, whose name he didn't know, suddenly took possession of him. He beckoned coaxingly to the Pomeranian, and when the dog came up to him, he shook his finger at it. The Pomeranian growled. Gurev shook his finger at it again. The lady looked at him and at once dropped her eyes. He doesn't bite, she said. May I give him a bone? he asked, and once she nodded, he asked courteously, Have you been here long? I've been here five days, she said. Huh? I have already dragged out a fortnight, he answered. There was a brief silence. Time goes fast, and yet it is so dull here, she said, not looking at him. Well, that's the only fashion to say it is dull here. A provincial will live in Bialov or Zidra and not be dull. And when he comes here, it is always, oh, the dullness, all oh, the dust. One would think he came from Grenada. She laughed. Then both continued it in silence like strangers. But after dinner, they walked side by side. And there sprang up between them the light jesting conversation of people who are free and satisfied, to whom it does not matter where they go or what they talk about. They walked and talked of the strange light on the sea. The water was of a soft, warm lilac hue, and there was a golden streak from the moon upon it. They talked of how sultry it was after a hot day. Gurev told her that he came from Moscow, that he had taken his degree in arts but had a post in a bank that he had trained as an opera singer but had given it up, that he owned two houses. And from her he learned that she had grown up in Petersburg but had lived in small towns since her marriage two years before, that she was staying another month in Yalta and that her husband, who needed holiday too, might perhaps come and fetch her. She was not sure whether her husband had a post in the Crown Department or under the Provincial Consul and was amused by her own ignorance and Gurev learned, too, that she was called Anna. Afterwards, he thought about her in his room at the hotel, thought she would certainly meet him next day, it would be sure to happen. As he got into bed, he thought how lately she had been a girl at school, doing lessons like his own daughter. He recalled the diffidence, the angularity that was still manifest in her laugh and her manner of talking with the stranger, this must have been the first time in her life she had been alone in surroundings in which she was followed, looked at and spoken to, merely from a secret motive which she could hardly fail to guess. He recalled her slender, delicate neck, her lovely grey eyes. There is something pathetic about her anyway, he thought, and fell asleep.